and welcome back to the podcast. Talking to you guys, Patrick here. NFL Draft tonight. Oh, can't wait to see it. We got quarterbacks, we got defensive linemen. It's not a great quarterback draft, but that does not mean there aren't some gems in the rough. Uh, Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets, fall short. Uh, don't even get a gentleman's sweep. Uh, they go out against the Celtics. No shortage of sto- stories in the NBA playoffs. Ja Morant, huge dunk last night. That thing's all over social media. <laughs> he posterized a guy. Why are you taking a charge? I get it. It's the smart basketball decision. You know, textbook decision. Take the charge. Make the play. Uh, But either way, even if you do get the charge, nobody's going to remember that you got the charge. All they're going to remember is Ja dunking over your head. Uh, The cockback tomahawk, that thing was incredible by Ja Morant. You know, Cat and the Minnesota Timberwolves, they have a good team. They fight. They, (laughs) they, They play defense. Pat Beverly, he has those guys playing inspired. You get you get the right mix with the veterans and the young guys, and you can do something special. You really can. You can make a deep run in the playoffs. I think the Minnesota Timberwolves will win the next game, and it's going to go to Game 7 uh, back in Memphis. I, I, I believe that because the Memphis Grizzlies are still very young. They still have a lot to learn when it comes to the playoffs. So I I, I think the, the Memphis Grizzlies will get by the Minnesota Timberwolves, I just think that it's going to go to a Game 7, and I, I I believe that 100%. But that's not where we're going to start off today. No, 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 no. We're going to start off with the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, and the failed, yes, failed experiment in Brooklyn. You know, we have great players in the league. We have great players. We have different levels and different tiers Role players, six man of the year, six man guy coming off the bench. We got very good players. We got stars. We got superstars. And then we have elite superstars. And where I put Kevin Durant is in the elite superstars. And where I put Kyrie Irvin is in the elite superstars. LeBron's up there. You got these guys that are ultra talented, uh, that (laughs) that have been proven in big games to do big things. You know, when Kevin Durant was on the Golden State Warriors, he was by far one of the best players on that team. And it could even be argued he was the best player on that team. But, as I was saying, there's different levels of superstars. Kevin Durant is in the elite superstar uh, area. There's There's no debate about that. But... Charles Barkley came out, made some remarks about Kevin Durant. He's riding the bus. Wherever he goes, he's not the driver of the franchise. He's more of a more of a follower, and he doesn't really have that leadership aspect. You know, on a podcast uh, a couple of years ago, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant came out and said, "You know, we don't really need a coach. We don't need a coach. What we can coach ourselves." Yeah, don't need a coach. And you have to be very careful when you make remarks like that, because what it does is it puts unnecessary pressure on you to perform without a strong head coach. But some of the best teams in dynasties, you've seen that. Phil Jackson, Bill Belichick, 
you, you, you've seen these coaches, even Jimmy Johnson for the short stint, he was with the Cowboys. A lot of success. Coaching is so, so, so important. No matter what sport you really do. But the idea that, <laughs> oh, this, you know, Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets are going to run it back and they're going to be just as good and they're going to win the NBA Finals next year. And this isn't a failed experiment. Everyone's overreacting. No, I don't, I don't believe uh, anyone's overreacting on this. I don't believe that. I really don't. Kevin Durant, wherever he has gone, he was in Oklahoma City. He had Russell Westbrook. Now, granted, Russell Westbrook could be more of a liability than maybe a comp- complimentary piece. Uh, Westbrook needed <laughs> the ball in his hand a lot, and I do, I do admit it's hard to win with Westbrook. But Kevin Durant, I, I mean, everybody talks about him like he's a, uh, you know, top top player in the league, best player in the league. You can't stop him. Uh, the Celtics stopped him. Jason Tatum in that team played Kevin Durant the best you could have. They said, you know what, Kyrie Irving, go get your points. Seth Curry, you can go get points. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, Patty Mills, go get as many threes as you want. Yeah, we're stopping KD. And Jason Tatum played him the best uh, I've seen anybody play KD on the defensive end. You had Marcus Smart, you have Jason Tatum, you have Jalen Brown, you got Al Horford. You got so many pieces on that team. The Celtics just said no. No, you know what? And and the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, what were what what are their sets? I mean, Steve Nash I don't know. He's very smart. I'm not going to take anything away from Steve Nash because I think Steve Nash deep down knows this thing wasn't going to work. <laughs> because what are your offensive sets? I mean, let's be real. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, their offense was pretty much get Kyrie the ball, try and have him score. Get Kevin the ball, try and have him score. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Some of the best teams with some of the best players, LeBron, AD, they dis- distribute. LeBron makes his team better. And you know Kevin Durant said, I'm thinking too much, I'm not thinking enough, I'm, I'm going back and forth, I'm trying to get my team involved, but he's not as gifted of a passer as LeBron, so trying to get his team involved wasn't going to work. But overall, you can make smart decisions and very dumb decisions in life. You really can. And when KD got into it with Draymond Green and Golden State Warriors when he was with them, he made a dumb decision in leaving. Look, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and say Draymond Green, you know, is easy to play with, because what what he's given off is he's an intense player, and if you're not with with Golden State Warriors, ride or die, <laughs> he's gonna let you know about it. And what he said to Kevin Durant was probably uncalled for on the bench, uh, you know, a few years back. But here's the deal: if you're Kevin Durant. And you know who Draymond is. Draymond recruited you. He was one of the heaviest recruiters for you, KD, to come to Golden State. After Cleveland beat the Warriors, came back 3-1, Draymond came to you. He wanted you. So you know that Draymond is very, very, very loyal to the Golden State Warriors. Because he wants to win. He's a competitor. So yes, what he called you, Kevin, was unnecessary. What he may have said to you was... Totally out of line and out of context. But I believe 100% if Kevin Durant would have called up Draymond and said, hey, let's go get lunch. Let's go get lunch. Let's talk about it. Let's talk it out like men. Draymond would have apologized. 
They would have been bros. They would have moved past it. They would have said, time to put on our big boy pants. Let's figure this thing out and let's win. Let's win another few. <laughs> You're playing with Steph Curry, one of the most unselfish guys. He, he comes off the bench. He, he, he's a competitor. Clay Thompson, he, he wants to play. He, he's trying to get back to his defensive ways. You had Jordan Poole. You had Draymond Green. You got Andrew Wiggins. KD. We've seen this story before, KD. We've seen it. We saw it when you were in Oklahoma City. It doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. I'm not I'm not doubting your athleticism and that you may be one of the best uh, scorers in the league. I'm not doubting that. Not at all. But when it comes to the leadership aspect, I mean, you clap back at Charles Barkley for what he said. Why are you doing that? I mean, come on, man. You just you just lost in the NBA playoffs. You got swept. Time to go to the gym. Time to work. Time to not say anything. And time to really think about your future and what you want to do. Because Brooklyn, Brooklyn is done. That experiment is done. I think all the players know it. I think Kyrie knows it. You know, you, you traded in playing with Steph to go play with Kyrie. And even though, again, Kyrie is ultra-talented and the handles that he has are amazing. The idea that you left one of the most unselfish competitors. Uh, he's coming off the bench for Jordan Poole, for God's sake. The fact that you left him to go play with Kyrie Irving, you know, Kyrie Irving is a great player, but he's very distracted with off-the-court things. And, you know, whether it was the vaccine and not being able to play in the Barclays Center, uh, that whole thing. <laughs> that that whole thing. Kevin Durant, if you're a leader, and this is what leaders do, they get tough. They get tough and say, hey, no, 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 no. No, you do what I say. Okay, we're winning. You have tough conversations with your players around you. You really do. You know, you can't, you, you can't be always the nice guy when you are trying to be a leader. And you can't always say the right thing. Sometimes you just got to get blunt. Kind of like Draymond did. Draymond is the glue of the Golden State Warriors. And what did he do? He got blunt. He got blunt. He said, hey, let's win. Let's do this. Let's compete. Let's fight hard. You may not always like me. I may get ejected from games. But man, am I going to be 100% authentic? And I'm just going to tell you how it is and what you need to do. And you can work with that. These men should respect each other in what they do as their profession on the court. You got to have that respect. It's, it's kind of like LeBron when J.R. Smith made that, that boneheaded decision <laughs> in the finals. I think it was like four years back, you know, where he didn't score. He could have scored and they could have won that game. It was reported LeBron went into the locker room and punched the whiteboard. He punched it. And he, I'm sure he let JR know about it. But JR knew, yeah, I messed up. My bad. I know LeBron's responding to me like this. But hey, he wants to win. And I respect that. And honestly, Kevin, you should have just looked at Kyrie and said, nah, man, you need to do whatever it takes for us to win. Nah, we ain't doing this. You you gotta have riffs to get to the 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 best point and the best of who you are. There's no easy conversations when you're trying to win. There's none. 
there's none. And the fact that Kevin Durant, you wanted to clap back at Charles Barkley because he said you're more of a, a bus rider than a driver, you know, and so is Kyrie. The, the fact that he said that, I I don't know exactly all of Charles Barkley's career, um, but the, the thing is, Kevin, you shouldn't have responded to that. You can't do that. And because this thing is starting to affect your legacy, and that's where it goes next, is does this affect Katie's legacy? I'm sorry to say, I think it does. I think it does. I think if he could have went to Brooklyn and won a couple championships, I think you have to start putting him a lot higher than people have him. You really do. Because so far what he's shown is he can win with a stacked team, and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's the kind of person you are and that's the kind of uh, team that you can win with, win with, that's having self-awareness. So you can do that. You can make it work. But if you can't lead the team and you're trying to do that and you just keep failing and you just can't do it and it's not you, then don't try and do it. <laughs> go, go, go play with Steph. Go play with LeBron. Go, go play with Giannis. Go do something like that and you'll still have the respect. And if you're just honest, you will have the respect. You shouldn't have given up Steph for Kyrie. Bottom line. You shouldn't have. That was that was not a good decision. And I 100% believe this is going to affect KD's legacy. He's supposedly one of the best closers <laughs> in the game. One of the best closers. But he didn't close. He just didn't. He didn't rise above the defense. And there's no more excuses. There's none. This thing failed. You failed. Regroup. Come back next year. Hopefully with a new team. Because Brooklyn is not going to work. It's just not. And now I originally said the Brooklyn Nets won the Ben Simmons trade. <laughs> that they won the Ben Simmons trade. I'm taking that back. They didn't win the Ben Simmons trade. Because it just seemed like it was one thing after the other with Brooklyn. I mean... Kyrie's not playing. Kevin Durant's carrying the team. He's a little banged up and injured. They trade for Ben Simmons and a bunch of key players. Everyone loves the deal. But Ben Simmons comes in and he's like, oh yeah, he's going to play in 10 days. Um, but no, 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 no. He's not. Uh, he has back soreness. So he's not going to play. He's not going to play. He'll be back for the playoffs. 100%. Or the, the play-in. Nope, didn't play. He'll be back for the playoffs first round. No, he didn't play. He'll be back for game three, game four. <laughs> he didn't play and some guys in the league this has been you know said to multiple people some guys in the league they just they love they love the money they love the check not all of them are about the game they love what comes with the game and I there are a few players like Kyrie Irving I believe he loves what comes with the game but when it comes to criticism and when it comes to guys just being like look it takes <laughs> it takes guts to play in this league I mean, you got to be able to take the criticism. That's why LeBron's career, that's why it's worked out so well. He's able to take that criticism and build on it. When LeBron saw the league going a different direction, when it when he saw that it was going to be a three-pointers league, he stopped. What did he stop doing? He stopped driving to the hoop. He adjusted his game, and he went with it. So the fact of the matter is Kevin Durant's legacy, I believe, is affected. I believe it's 100% affected by this. You... <laughs> If you, if you can't be the leader, then you need to stop acting like you can be the leader of a team. That's just the truth of the matter. It takes a strong mentality to play in the NBA. you got to be able to take so, so, so much criticism. 
And sadly, the Brooklyn Nets didn't take the criticism. They didn't find a rhythm. They didn't clutch up. And now you have Kyrie Irving. Who knows if he's going to play much next year? Kevin Durant, I don't think he can be the leader. You got Ben Simmons, who, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't want to play basketball anymore. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. I was hoping he would come back in game three or four and shut someone down defensively. That's what we were all hoping. I don't know. Maybe he's fine. Maybe he's good. Nothing wrong with that. But don't expect to get another contract. That's going to be the size of the one you got, if that's the case, Ben Simmons. So the NFL draft is tonight, and we're going to switch over to that. Um, Switch over to a little bit of NFL news that has started circulating around. Uh, Debo Samuel, excuse me, still wants out, doesn't want to play for the San Francisco 49ers. And there's been a lot of opinions on this. Um, <laughs> why is Debo doing this? Why would he want to leave some something, you know, as great as the 49ers? Um, wh- what's the deal? Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. And look, I, I am very, even when it comes to pro player, pro organization, I believe you need to work together to make a team win. And that that's what the Patriots did. Everyone worked together. They were on the same page. Uh, that's how you have a dynasty. But here's the deal. You got to pay Debo if you're the 49ers. I know you don't want to. I know, but it comes across looking very bad on the 49ers side of things. It really does. Because if you're the 49ers, if you don't pay Debo Samuels and he goes somewhere else, he wants to be traded, you trade him, and he just comes out a star and he has a lot of money and he is showing a lot of people up, uh, you're going to look like the failures for not signing him. I believe he's one of the one players you have to sign. I know Kyle Shanahan in the Shanahan offense, they can take anybody and run the football. I believe that. They can. But you, you, I don't like mortgaging a future. I really don't. But right now, you don't have to mortgage a future. You can just mortgage some money. <laughs> and the best teams find the cap room. They find the $15 under the couch to throw at a player. So the... The 49ers, you have no choice in my opinion. You gotta re-sign a player. You gotta re-sign a player like Debo Samuels. You you shouldn't trade him. That's exactly what Tyreek Hill did, one of the top paid receivers now. That's what happened with Devontae Adams. And here's Debo Samuels' side of it. Debo wants his money. He feel like he's earned his money. And I believe 100% he has. De- Debo's earned his money. And I, I see his side of it because he's saying if he doesn't get paid right now and he plays this next year and they run him <laughs> 30 times, you know, even if it's only 30 times in the season from the from the running back position and then he plays wide receiver, if he gets hurt, nah, they don't got to pay him. He's not going to make up into the 100 millions. This is Debo's chance to capitalize the way the receivers are going. Nothing wrong with that. Pay him 49ers. Look. Kittle is an amazing talent, too. But I think Kittle is more expandable than Debo Samuels. I really do. I think Debo gives you a little more. So, I know it's a scary thing to sign him. Taking a big risk on a player like Debo. But you have to. And if Kittle, you know... I I don't mind if Kittle goes somewhere else. I don't know if he's exactly... He's, he's very reliable. But he is getting a little older, and... With tight ends, the market is not favoring them as much. Now, I guess if you're Kittle or Kelsey, you will get the big money, but I I just don't think it's a tight ends market right now. So the way I see it is you got to re-sign Debo, figure everything else out, because I know Kyle can make 
Kyle Shanahan can make anybody run in that offense. Mike Shanahan did it. You you can find guys when when Mike Shanahan was with the Washington, uh, I'll say Washington team, uh, you know, back then. He took guys that I never heard of. Roy Hilou, um, he, you know, he had Alfred Morris, and Alfred Morris is a good running back. Um, but he took some of these guys, and he just made it work. Evan Royster, some of these guys he had were legit good running backs, but he took them to a great running back level. And the thing is, you get a few good years out of them. With Terrell Davis, he got great years out of it. He was a great player. But the way they have their offense set up, it makes it, it it brings out their talents. I'll just say it that way. It brings out their talents to the point where they look a lot better in his system than they do in other places. And the way the Shanahan's do it is they run their guys a lot. So Debo's thinking, hey, if I don't get paid, I've pretty much shown out that I can be a running back and a wide receiver. I can play any position. So if I don't get paid right now, this next year, they know that I can run the ball. And you can't blame Kyle for wanting to run the ball. You know, if you have Debo Samuels, of course you're going to want to run the ball with him. It's just second nature. You're going to want to. Definitely a wide receivers league. Now is the time to pay these guys. Some of these guys are top talents. Cooper Cup, Debo Samuels, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. Now, see, I... I the team that's going to trade for Debo, I know the 49ers are going to want like four picks minimum. So the thing is, I'm not a fan of that aspect where you have to trade away your future to get a player like that. But I also understand some teams want to do that since it's not a particularly strong draft. I feel like a team could give up a few picks this year and I'd be fine with that. Like, you know, the Jets or something. And Debo gets his money and everyone wins except the 49ers. Because you do get these draft picks, and they are they are good draft picks. I love my draft picks. But there are some players where you just need to re-sign them. Tyreek Hill, I believe he wanted so much money, and the Chiefs just couldn't make it work. And they offered him a big contract, but in the end, he wanted, he wanted to get his money. He earned it. And I think Tyreek Hill realized that because you've seen this with the Chiefs. They've kind of trended downwards in the last few years. So he realized, hey, if I get hurt, you know, it's been great playing in Kansas City with Mahomes and everything, but I got I to gotta get my money. Very interesting league right now. Favoring the wide receivers. Very interesting. The NFL draft is tonight. I'm going to shift to that. Talk a little bit about the NFL draft. I like a few of the quarterbacks here. I like Kenny Pickett. I like Matt Coral. I love Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis is the best quarterback coming out of this draft. I have him as making the most impact. And the draft is a very interesting year this year because there's not a lot of great quarterbacks. So you're going to have a few, I think, go in the top 10. I don't think you're going to have more than three. I really don't. I got my top 10 picks here. I'm just going to go over them, who I think the top 10 teams will take. And let's just get into it. The first pick of the NFL draft tonight. The Jacksonville Jaguars take Aiden Hutchinson. So Hutchinson is a great edge rusher. He's a senior out of Michigan. Love the player. I think he's going to be one of the top uh, defensive players in the league. I think Jacksonville, you have to take him. 
Uh, number two pick, the Detroit Lions. I think Detroit's got to just take Trayvon Walker. Uh, he's an edge rusher, too. Um, I, I, I believe 100%. He's just a little less good than Aiden Hutchinson, but he is still a great player. Uh, number three, the Houston Texans. I think they're going to take Sauce Gardner, cornerback. They, they got to get their defense um, going again. I, I think it's going to start with defense, the Houston Texans. The New York Jets, I think they're taking Iski Ikuanu, offensive tackle junior out of NC State. The Jets need a lineman, so I, I think they're going to take him. They, they need someone to pre- uh, protect Zach Wilson. New York Jets, or excuse me, not Jets, New York Giants. <laughs> I have them going the same way. I have them taking Evan Neal, offensive tackle, Alabama. Big-time player, played for Alabama, love his skill set. Okay, then I got Carolina. This is where it gets interesting. I have Carolina taking Malik Willis. Because I think Malik Willis is a top player. And I think he's one of the best players, very mobile. The Carolina Panthers need a young quarterback. I have them taking Malik Willis. Okay, then you have the New York Giants again. I have them taking Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver out of Ohio State, at number seven. They need a good wide receiver. He's very fast. Very good, a junior. He's played in a good offense. Uh, the comp is Stefan Diggs, so I, I like it. Atlanta Falcons. I think you got to take Kenny Pickett here. You got to take Kenny Pickett because he's a big time. He's big, throws the ball deep, has a lot of Ben Roethlisberger in him. Uh, little Matt Ryan. He's a little more mobile than Ra- Matt Ryan. But if you're the Atlanta Falcons, you got to get a quarterback for the future to go along with Kyle Pitts. So I think you go offense here. I think you take Kenny Pickett. New York Jets, you got to take one of the top wide receivers in the draft. They, they go wide receiver, USC, junior. One of the best and big-time receivers, really. I love his size. I love uh, the depth that he has um, as a receiver. I love it a lot. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, Kayvon Thimido. He was in the top two picks with Aiden Hutchison early, but he has seen his draft stock fall a little bit. And the Seahawks, I think they're going to play Drew Locke. I really do uh, this this next season. I think they realize this next season is a rebuild year. Uh, Drew Locke is going to get them through this next season, uh, traded over from the Broncos. So I, I don't see them taking a quarterback here because, in my opinion, the next best quarterback excuse me, is Matt Coral. And there's been some injury issues with him, so I think... I said three quarterbacks early on may go in the top ten, but I'm I'm switching it to I'm gonna change it up here. I think I think Matt Coral is gonna go later. I think there's only gonna be two. That's my top ten. Not gonna get into the rest. Uh, there's so many picks, and some of the players are hits and misses, and that's gonna be the way it is. Who do I think my Washington Commanders should take? Because they got the 11th pick. Look, I want them to go receiver. I really do. I want them to give. Uh, Carson Wentz, the best chance to succeed to succeed in Washington. But I believe we were, you know, Landon Collins not coming back. I I don't believe he is. I believe that we should take Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton with the eleventh pick because he is one of the best, one of the best safeties I've seen. He's big, strong, Notre Dame. A uh, good kid. I think he's going to come out and be a star. So I, I think we should take Kyle Hamilton. 
and I really don't think that's a reach. I think Kyle Hamilton is a solid pick. I really do. He's big, strong. I like it. And, you know, that's just that's just some of the players I have. And like I said, Matt Coral, I I love that he is um he he's got a little more fight in him than I believe people are giving him credit for. I see him going later. Um I could see him easily easily going to like the Lions with the last pick in the in the first round. I, I think they need a quarterback. Um, I have Malik Willis a little higher than some people do. Um, but as far as Matt Corral goes, he was injured at the end of the season last year. But, you know, I, and Sam Howell, I, I like Sam, but I, he's he's definitely fallen to the second round. There's nothing wrong with that. I think he's going to be a decent quarterback. Could prove me wrong. Could be better. Some of these guys, it's just not a quarterback draft this year. Got a lot of good receivers. Got a lot of good uh, corners and edge rushers and offensive tackles. Now, next year is going to be a little bit better uh, with C.J. Stroud in that draft. And, uh, you know, a couple more good quarterbacks, too. I think I think next year will be more of a quarterback league. But this year, great with receivers. You're going to have Kansas City <laughs> getting a receiver. You're going to have uh, the Packers being aggressive. They got a couple picks in the first round trying to get a receiver. So you, you're going to have these teams that lost players like Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams be ultra-aggressive and try and move up and get some of these receivers. Who knows? Uh, if Drake London falls to Washington, you have to have a serious conversation about uh, Drake London and Kyle Hamilton. Um, I would still go with Hamilton uh, because we have Scary Terry, and I believe we're going to re-sign Scary Terry. He's our top receiver. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Covered a lot of great topics. Uh, leave a review of what you think of the podcast. Uh, hit me up on all my social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And make sure to catch the podcast next week on Thursday. And uh, have a good one, everyone. Bye.